Hello and welcome to another episode of 10,000 Hours. I'm Grant Spanier. And I'm Vince Kochi. And you are listening to episode 128. 128, ain't it great? There it is. I was just waiting for it. I wanted to, I wanted to tee that one up for you. I know I rush in and I steal all the glory a lot on this show, but sometimes I'm a generous, generous co-host. <laughs> You're always generous. <laughs> generous with your time and opinions and point of view and uh, this time with your ability to let me do the numbers gag. Wow. What a treat. And wow. Oh, another treat. A hostful episode, Vince. Yeah, absolutely. We don't do those all that often anymore, uh, but it's always fun when we do. We get to just sort of catch up together and dig really deep into a topic. And this week was an interesting topic. I think one that comes up sort of peripherally in a lot of our conversations, but we talked about it directly this week. It's a conversation about scale. Mm. Yeah, it is. That's a, it's such a it's just such a naturally occurring conversation and also a thing that happens in most people's careers and lives. And so, yeah, it was nice to nice to dig into. Absolutely. Um, we talked about it on a personal scale, on a project scale, on a career scale. And it's kind of a it's a topic that lends itself to many smaller conversations. Mm, certainly. And Vince, when I'm thinking about scaling, uh, one of the things that comes up often is uh, technology, it's tools you use, it's equipment. And one of our tools for this very podcast is Simplecast. Uh, so thanks to Simplecast, which uh, is a tool we use that to, to publish the podcast, and it, it really makes it so, so easy. Um, yeah, any of you out there who are, who are thinking, maybe I should do a podcast about something that I'm passionate about, first of all, definitely do it. And second of all, Simplecast is like the step one that you should do. Well, step one is probably come up with an idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But step two, <laughs> well, is like get on record. Yeah, because, I mean, you're gonna want to record. <laughs> well, step three. Okay. But whatever step comes to how do I publish it? Yeah, it, Simplecast is the super easy, the super one. slick answer. Absolutely. And uh, just a, a little bit more housekeeping. Um, if you are listening to this the day it comes out, which is Monday, June 11th. June 12th, yeah. June 12th, June 12th. Uh, y- you can still enter the competition or the contest uh, uh, for a year free membership of Adobe Creative Cloud that we've been running for the past week or so. So all you have to do is, uh, if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you're already subscribed, but just subscribe to the podcast and go retweet the uh, tweet at the top of our Twitter, which is at the 10KHRS, and uh, you'll be entered and we'll, we'll announce that uh, sometime this week, but we'll, we'll close entries after uh, midnight on Monday. Absolutely. Get it while it's hot. Uh, there's still a chance. Uh, thank you to Adobe for sponsoring this show in general. And thank you to Simplecast for your platform and for sponsoring this episode. And thank you, Grant, for an awesome hostful episode. Uh, thank you, Vince. And uh, should we that's thank what I was listeners? going for, really. Should we thank yeah, the let's, listeners? Let's thank them. Let's thank them. Thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> what, should I enjoy episode 128 with Grant and Vince scaling? Yeah, you did great. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. All that to say, I was, was, oh, Van, I was heading toward a point, and then, uh, what was the point? The point was with with DJ sets. Sometimes um, the way I start them out a lot of times is is very uh, atmospheric and 
kind of ethereal foggy noises and like crazy crazy is the wrong word but like old radio samples all sorts of different like vocals all, all sorts of stuff happening for literally like probably i mean anywhere from 30 seconds to five minutes and so the beauty of that to me especially as like person controlling what I'm trying to do and also just kind of tapping into the moment of what I'm trying to do is that at, at any time I can kind of just like drop it and not in the cliche bullshit DJ way of like drop the bass, but like really <laughs> uh-huh. just like I, I, I can like, I, I like having, having control over that means like I can dig into it whenever I want. You know, it's like that, that is the point of it. So it's sometimes just like Vince, what are you working on? What are you putting your time into? You know what I mean? Whoa, wait, are we, is that a, are we real? Is this, is this live? Feels like it. Holy Toledo. Grant, uh, great to talk to you again, by the way. It's been a little while. We've been in touch, obviously, but we haven't casted in a bit. Not that we'll date the show or anything. What am I working on? I'd love to tell you. Um, Among the things to pick from, we are actually making a little bit of a zine. You know a zine, obviously. It's like a magazine, but but like oh, hit. but no mag, right? <laughs> That's cool. uh, so we're doing like a little uh, publishable publishable thing at Yamamoto. It's not really agency affiliated though, run by my friend um, Sarah Custer, and I had wrote a few articles for that, uh, including one about um, local tagging phenomenon Scare, who we are hoping to. Wow. Uh, kind of expose or learn more about. And have you? Uh, no, we've been <laughs> on, a, on a campaign to photograph uh, the tags as much as possible, create sort of a comprehensive database of their their tags, and then try to geolocate where they're operating out of. But it's Respect. been uh, tough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a quick shout out to Moon Mommy, a.k.a. Little Sister, who has some real good tags I've seen. Uh, and I, I shouldn't name them by name. I don't want her to get any sort of legal trouble, but she's been tagging. I mean, awesome. If she's willing to talk about sort of like the psychology of a tagger, uh, you know, I'd like to pick her brain. <laughs> Let, and, let's get in her. In a not do, ironic way. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Uh, Vinny, we'll get her on the cast. <laughs> Sounds I mean, that'd excellent. be great, right? Let's I'm get the in. full fam. I'm already 100% in. Uh, so that should be dropping in the next couple weeks. So that's cool. Um, Grant, I, think he our, I think he meant our podcast with my sister. I was like, whoa, like <laughs> cool, cool it, fam. <laughs> You're right. No regard for her schedule. No, I mean, I mean the zine. Um, Sweet. Grant, what are I'm you putting your time into recently? What you working on? Vinny, my boy. It, ha- it hath been a while. Um... Partly, I th- I think because of uh, of re- of or excuse me, not rescheduling of relocating. Um, I'm I'm in my new spot now. Finally, I know we ch- we chatted about it uh, on prior casts, but uh, <laughs> I was living in a bit of an intense situation. Not an well, ideal environment for me, you know. Not necessarily for other people, you know. It might be, but um, for me, it was not. I, I need some I need some safety <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was it was great. It was a great. Uh, well, I kind of have rose uh, rose colored lenses for anything I do, so uh, take take that with <laughs> one of your gra- best qualities. A grain of rose. 
it was great it was great because i did like it it felt i felt very strongly like it was really intense and it was not ideal and uh for that i was actually legitimately thankful because i was like oh wow this is like this is a fucking thing (laughs) um but yeah, I'm, I'm in a better situation now. Uh, I'm living in a really chill neighborhood and uh, finally have some kind of like home base set up. So that it, it's, I, I'm in a way better mental state, which uh, has been really helpful for the rest of my work. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. I mean, we've said it, we've said it before on the show and then just like in life in a non-show setting, like where you're surrounded by for most of your time is so wildly important. Like well, if, if it's especially toxic. as a, like a freelancer, like uh, like a entrepreneur working at a home most of the time, that's like, it's like particularly vital. Um, yeah. So it, it's good, man. Uh, and besides that, I've just been, I've been jamming on a lot of, um, a lot of production stuff. So I've been ramping up, um, by the time this episode drops, I will have already shot, but I'm just about to shoot a music video. Uh, I, I guess the biggest music video budget I've had and um, and an idea that I'm so, so excited about. So it, it, it's like, it's pretty cool. It, it does feel kind of like the second chapter in my music video career, I would say. Um, and I'm saying this like that dangerously on the cusp of shooting it, but it, it just feels like it feels similar to the first music video I made, which felt like such a raw expression of, of me and what I wanted to do with a video. Uh, it felt like that really, really felt raw. Um, this one feels like kind of stage two of that. So that's cool. <laughs> I, I, that's extremely cool. It's, it's also pertinent. We'll get to that in a second though. Um, want to say congrats for that. Those level up moments are always, uh, so important and to be able to realize them oftentimes when we have these level up moments it's like we realize it in retrospect right mm-hmm. um, but to be able to be cognizant of it is really cool uh, can you can you drop the artist's name yeah I think that's fine um, I think I might have mentioned him before I'm not I'm actually not sure but Nobe is his name cool N-O-M-B-E um, oh yeah 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 you have you yeah have. yeah i mentioned him. I, I think at that point i was writing a treatment and maybe pitching a thing or it had, it had just gotten approved um but yeah so, some of this work is like moving targets um man the the puzzle of putting a production together is fascinating <laughs> Uh, I can, I mean, I've sort of been tertiarily involved in the process. And so I, I kind of vaguely understand it, but reacting to how you react to the process also makes me believe every word that you say. So, um, <laughs> good luck and hopefully it, it goes as great as I know it can. Yeah, fear not, fear not. Uh, and speaking of the level up moment and speaking of production, uh, we've got an interesting topic for today's hostful. That's right. No guest. You probably noticed that. We usually tease at the guest if there's going to be one. Uh, plus, you've also read the description of the episode, presumably. And, may, and we've, we've probably <laughs> talked about it in the intro. <laughs> Undoubtedly. I'm remembering how the podcast. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's you and me, and we're talking about scale. I, I'm kind of curious, like, to the listener, like, how did we sound in the intro? Because we'll have recorded that uh in a future tense from now and i hope we're doing great 
I I I, I just hope we're doing great. Something bad to happen to us in the next forty five minutes. Because here's the beauty: we're, we're talking about the music video that I will have presumptively shot, and we'll. Oh man, well, I, oh, I see. Okay, wait. Now I'm understanding the logic of the uh, time scenario of the podcast, wherein we'll have recorded this before we'll have shot that. Uh, what a nightmare. <laughs> so if you're at home piecing together the puzzle on your wall. Uh, As but, undoubtedly most people are. <laughs> that's how I listen to all my podcasts. <laughs> yeah. um, Grant, when we talk about scale, what immediately jumps to mind for you? Ooh, uh, if I'm being honest i first saw like the giant kind of lawyer legal scale that oh yeah like, the, yeah the, <laughs> when the you said that. scales i'm <laughs> yeah. sure the libra yeah right yeah um but from there it's mostly just like uh startups are kind of like scaling like i think of that and then i think of just my my own work um and yeah and productions kind of across the board, not just like quote unquote production, but, uh, you know, just the art and the work and the level of any of the stuff I'm doing. Yeah. Involvement, right. And investment, uh, in terms of time and effort. And it's strange. And please react if, if you don't agree that it doesn't always seem to go as like a nice smooth curve. There are like jumps that you have to make when you're scaling up something, almost anything, right. Even in terms of like, using your own time as a resource and getting involved in personal projects. Like when you scale up, you can't like slowly raise the temperature of the pot, so to speak. Yeah. You have to sort of jump or take a step in the, (laughs) when you look at like the hockey stick curve of scaling, it looks so placid. I mean, at least seemingly placid. It's just like chill. And then it's like rising, but, um, I feel like most stuff, not only is is the actuality of that hockey stick curve, you, you know what I'm talking about, right, Vin? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not only is that not placid in terms of, like, like from afar, that looks like, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I do like how you have illustrated a physical concept in a tonal way. And yeah, yeah. So, that so, wasn't sarcastic. That was pretty well done. Yeah, 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 for sure. So that's from afar. But then when you are sitting in the like roller coaster seat, it goes more like uh, <laughs> 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 Yeah. Right. And I think that's a part of that is because why that happens is because when you take a when you level up your involvement in something uh so many variables change at once like if you want to take something to the next level that influences the levels of everything else that are going on both involved in the work and otherwise for sure and now let me add uh uh <laughs> another layer to this like already pretty fucked metaphor and I mean that not in like my logic is fucked on the metaphor. I just think like the whole thing is is like not a concrete. None. It, it's not math. This is like it, it is math, but it's like it's like math and like throw. It's like a it's it's a Jackson Pollock math wherein we're splattering shit everywhere, and there is math <laughs> happening, but it's like it's sort of 
Uh, there, 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 there are little X's everywhere that represent uh, imagine, and they're like negative eyes or imaginary numbers. So what I was gonna say is, it's kind of like, it's kind of like it, it's like you. Uh, sometimes some of this work, and especially as like a entrepreneur, as a creative, as somebody who is like legitimately making a lot of bets, you are putting out chips on all these different little things. And I think as you get better, uh, you kind of get more chips to bet and you can maybe bet them in more um, profitable, potentially ways, you know, in, in smarter ways. And one problem is in this like quote unquote scaling is like there's this middle ground where maybe some of your bets hit more than they were on the on the lower scale because a, a lot more of those were sort of um what do we call them Vin? their uh dream no not dream um uh long shots what are they long oh shots. yeah yeah like um it, it's unlikely they were they were like um, yeah there's a term and Vin the I got to say, not the only reason, but pretty close to the only reason you're on the show is to fill the gaps here with, <laughs> with this on. sort of information. <laughs> uh, oh, but you're no, right. No. Like, so as the... It, it's in moonshot. It's kind of like moonshot bets. Okay? Sure. Yes. That, that's uh, that's an interim term, which is like when you're on the low scale of this, this hockey curve, like it, it, you can just take a million of those because you're betting one chip at a time. Exactly. But then all of a sudden, the amount you're betting on everything raises. And we mean like your time becomes more valuable. So these little flyer bets that you're mm. taking are suddenly really starting to add up. Now, we've been like so we've been pretty vague so far, Grant. We've been sort of like three layers of metaphor on top of each other. Um <laughs> polyamorous let's, metaphor <laughs> exactly Poly Can we, metaphor. let's let's talk practically what's um what's a scaling up moment that you experienced recently in your life um very specifically just like production insurance um you know i was able to lean on a lot of different resources in minnesota and here they're yeah i'm in la now they're just like a few things where it's just like oh that's just like such a it's such a base level thing uh or actually another example was like last weekend even well this is probably something i i think we maybe would dig into a little bit deeper which is where to scale up and where to not and with photo stuff to me the whole point of photography stuff for me for me has generally been like not scaling up and running away from scale and i had to deal with like uh a makeup artist makeup artists are amazing but i had to deal with a makeup artist and like differing demands on this photo shoot that was not uh the right situation for me to be scaling up i didn't want to be and um and so that that was just like a thing of that was like that was a point of scale but but really just like production levels that's that's been the biggest kind of motivator for me right now on scale which is man as you as you try and scale up production there are just so many motherfucking people involved and uh yeah and so getting a producer so my homie thomas has been producing this music video which i mean a godsend like and, and and we're we're still pretty like is a pretty early stage kind of scale you know 
Right. So there's still much more scaling to do, but in a way, like even moving out to LA and starting to work in that market yeah, yeah. is, is like a, a scaling moment for sure. And you scale. What's the reason that you scale? You scale so that like you have more room to grow because you basically move into a bigger place and then you have to fill the room around you. And that filling is like the growing pains process where you mm. have to scale up. Well, and so yeah. you had to, make new connections even though you had some originally obviously but then you just had to step your game up across the board and it must have come with like some friction oh for sure i mean well the the really intense part of it is you're more vulnerable you're just way more visible and uh if we're gonna continue a poker metaphor it you just you have to put your cards on the table for that and it, I mean, it also becomes more performative. I mean, not to get too uh, weird about it, but it is just like, especially when you're just dealing with so many people, man, it's like, I guess in a lot of ways, it it is like kind of managing just a big project. And it's just like, uh, it's a a weird stage to be at because uh, part of you wants to... Oh, okay, maybe, maybe this is a point to growing pains, which is... You want to, as somebody who's like directing a project, you want to know all the things because like that is what, uh, what like validates you as directing a project. But then like you just realize so many things while directing that project from so many different people, maybe that you're not, you know, that you're not doing. And that's a, that's, that's definitely a big pain of trying to scale up, which is you literally just need to like, it's not like people are actually punching you. Uh, and most, most of the good collaborators you have, it's not like they're actually taking punches, but they are just telling you a thing, hopefully that you're missing. And that's like a painful process to, to take that hit. And it's not, they're not even hitting you, but it, it feels like it hit sometimes when you care deeply about the stuff you're doing and Ooh, about leading, that, uh, leading that, a group, you know? It's so true. What have we heard? Like time and time again on the show when people like achieve they do their thing the thing does well and it becomes like for, for lack of a more description a descriptive thing? term a real thing right yeah, okay, and yeah, then yeah. suddenly they are they find themselves in this managerial outreach role and no longer doing the doing that made them get into the thing in the first place it's the old promotion problem you get promoted which you like because it means you know more compensation more opportunities etc but it also means like you get further away from the work that is one of the big costs of scale i think and i don't think it's not talked about enough but i think despite how much it is talked about it's still overlooked in some ways hmm yeah oh the scary part of it of scaling too is that like it feels really intense and the assumption is from the scalee that like oh on the other side things will be chill and good once i get there <laughs> right it's a plateau yeah. at the top of the mountain that's not true though that that's never really how it works right yeah no no not at all then i'm kind of curious uh, is there like wh- wh- what do you see as scale where where do you land on the scale scale uh <laughs> in terms just i mean from agency standpoint from career standpoint i i feel like we probably have different we probably have different like ideas of scale but like i don't know yeah yo absolutely 
Uh, I mean, to talk about it in the most probably clear terms, uh, your career path, my career trajectory, to put it in sort of like this like pencil pushing type quotation businessy marks, but um, like eventually you get promoted through like senior copywriter to associate creative director. And at every point in the process, depending on the size of the agency you work at, you start doing less and less writing. So, I mean, there's a real phenomenon where you don't, writers and art directors don't want to be promoted in the agency ladder um, of career trajectory because Mm -hmm. they want to keep doing the work. I don't know how like afraid of that I am. I'm still like one of the lowest rungs. So maybe I'll worry about it when I get there. Um, But I think an interesting way to look at scaling is like our show, our show Mm. went through some real scaling moments earlier on in its uh, lifespan. I really like where we are now, but we at one point had interns, multiple interns on the show. Uh, And then at another point, like you and I were sitting down and just like working together to try to edit the episodes every week. So we've had like, we've run quite the gamut. I actually think we've corrected down a bit in scale uh, to a comfortable place that's actually productive. Uh, But I think I like to hear your, your stance on like, regressing scale or reverting scale to a more appropriate place Mm. okay this is that is that is such an interesting point to bring up because really the point of most things i hope and i strive for is finding a good fit and that's like been such a helpful approach for creative projects for clients for whatever and the same with the podcast i mean Mm. That it's like, you, you know what it is? The, the reality of scale is it's a temptress, you know? And that's actually probably a sexist term, but... Or a temptor. It could be, it's it a, could be either. There right? we go. There we go. Thank you. Uh, it is. It's just like, it seems it seems like a thing that should be desired. And it's, it's a thing that is pushed upon us. Uh, well, um, it's culturally, like, we're ingrained to think that... It, we being in a, a high achievement capitalistic not to bring like economic politics into it or whatever but the yeah. fact of the matter is america is built on this idea of like achieving and like exceptionalism well, yeah. i mean and so I, I, I do think like hu- humankind too though i mean even just chemically we are designed to do to exceed to uh, to Achieve. There is some of that to it as well, und- undoubtedly. But uh, it, especially in like your business endeavors, the idea is always expand, yeah. like max yeah. it out, more. do as more, much more, as you more. can. Right. More, 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 more. Yeah, but yeah, that totally is not always more. productive. No, for sure. And 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 pro- you know, I think that is if if I was to to focus in on, um, I mean, for so many principles, really, this is what it comes down to. But but for this, I think especially it's like productivity being productive and that can mean a lot of things but for me like low-key that kind of does come back to a level of happiness but that that is kind of like not a particularly helpful metric when you're thinking about a lot of other things mm, but um may, but, but isn't it though isn't it isn't well, like happiness is. one of the products that you're trying to produce right i mean like for sure why we do anything why we go after more money why we expand is to like guarantee future happiness for ourselves so like happiness is really like the metric we're all going after like the one metric that matters the most it's the hardest to measure which is why it's not always a useful barometer but no i i agree i 
yeah, I definitely agree. I do think it's just like, well, <laughs> uh, this could, this is like potentially condescending, but I do think like sometimes it's not helpful to refer to it in that in those terms because I I feel like whether people know it or not, their happiness barometers are a little bit off in terms of, I mean, we're just all constantly growing, but I just think sometimes people get really twisted on what they think is their own happiness and Mm -hmm. they conflate that and confuse that with uh, societal standards or whatever else standards of happiness. And that, that creates a sort of, yeah, it's a a weird feedback loop of like happiness, non-happiness, like rating standards, like you know, it's 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 just it's a dark spiral. But am I happy, or am I, or sh- <laughs> should I be happy? Like, yes, yeah, should I be happy? Which is the craziest thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, crazy, but like our own personal conceptions of happiness are are like so tenuous. Like, what makes you happy can change from year to year, from minute to minute, even. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there it's not the fault of the average person, uh, and I'm counting myself among average people, obviously, uh, to not know really what makes them happy or to think something makes them happy and then learn otherwise later. It's not easy. And there are tomes of books about people who thought expanding and, like, rising as high as they can was what would make them happy. And though they weren't necessarily like fooled by culture or they hadn't like drank the Kool-Aid. They were just got it wrong. And they just, they thought it was one way, but it was another. But <laughs> this uh, onerous butt, then is like- I love the, the, an onerous butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That, that, <laughs> if, if I sent you a, uh, a holiday card- with like me in like some juicy couture pants that in kind of black letter said just said onerous right on my butt with like a pink like pink sweatpant butt i feel like that would make your year make my decade i would frame yeah, yeah. that that'd be framed in an instant oh uh, wow okay but the but i was going to say is that it does <laughs> I am on board with like uh, endorphins and dopamine and serotonin, like achievement chemicals, you know, like they do push us forward in the same way that some of the pressures push us forward. So it's like, there is a, there is like a weird balance with it. Like I do appreciate being expansive. Um, And then like the line is kind of the, the tough conversation of like, Oh, how much is enough? Right. But that, I mean, let's talk about that question though, because here's, here's, that's here's the, the question thing. that comes up when you're talking about scale. Yes. Where's exactly. the line? And, and, and here, here's, here's kind of where I think I land on it is like for most of the people I know that are grounded and are trying to scale they're they're scaling, not for the sake of scale. There's they're, they're they're scaling for the sake of like, of like pushing something further. And most times it's like for a level of generosity and that, that isn't always completely accurate. And I know it's not completely accurate with my own work, but there is something baked in there that is like, I, I want to scale because I, I feel because I feel okay about myself and I want to feel what this feels like. And maybe I want to bring something more to people. And it, it's not it's not always so 
generous, you know, like, oh, this isn't all about other people. But I do think like when you're coming at it from that perspective, that there is something like experimental and like almost scientific about it. And maybe, maybe that's just me rationalizing, but I, I do, I do find that as like a really fun, helpful, interesting way to like progress things with people who in my book get it. And that's definitely not a fair blanket assessment of people to say that are ready to scale. But it's just like, there, there are a lot of people who I know who are working at really, really high levels um, objectively. And I, it, I mean, honestly, man, almost objectively, it's just an interesting place to work. Like it's, it's it, being on a stage. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it is an interesting place to work. And so I, maybe, maybe the important distinction is, is whether or not you want to be on that stage or if you're just fucking around or what, whatever any of that means to you. But just like, I do think the stage of scale, it, it's, um, it can really, it can reveal a lot and it can also like, it can corrupt and it can just like be fun and interesting. You, I mean, you touched on a lot of, <laughs> I mean, a lot of points there. I think, and it's further complicated by the fact that we can learn to like things that we don't like, but that are good for us. Now that sounds like super inane and dumb to the point of like, yeah, if I exercise every day, I'll eventually learn to love to exercise. But what I mean to say is like, we can't even rely on our own feelings as a correct barometer for what's right. A lot of times, like if you like, you don't want to limit your potential and that's like, sounds really like self-helpy and like synergistic or whatever. But if you like try to scale up and then you are uncomfortable and you are unhappy and you scale back down you, this could be your mind like confirmation bias telling you, yes, you did good. You tried it. You didn't like it. You scaled back down. You're where you should be. But like, that's not even, that's not even a fair shake half the time. Like that's not even an accurate depiction of maybe what you should be doing because over time and given practice, we can sometimes learn to like things even more than we disliked them before. Hmm. My brain is melting. What do I do then? <laughs> the, well, I mean, all, I, all I'm hoping to illustrate is just that, like, it's so difficult to learn when to take the leap. Is it better to leap and then, like, wind up in a chasm, or is it better not to leap? Well, jumping in that loop here, and I do think uh, talking about being scared about jumping, about scaling, is like, I am I guess I generally tend toward, toward somebody or toward the thing that scales and then recoils versus uh, talks about scaling and doesn't. Although I, of course I think illustrated by, you know, the way I've been talking about this so far is I respect the restraint. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, every, it seems like every time we bring up a point, we like also like, but also to, to like recognize the counterpoint is other side. Right. (laughs) Now. Yeah. But uh, I, I, if I was going to land a little bit harder on it, I do think, I do think most people 
for most people, it's easier to rationalize not doing it. And I would rather push people to do versus come up with better excuses. And, and so I, I agree. And here's it, why, it, it, because it, you it, don't it, really yeah. learn. Like, yeah. even if you make a mistake, you're not learning. Even if it turns out that not scaling was the right thing to do, which it yeah. will end up being like probably close to half the time. But mm-hmm. not scaling means you did, you learned nothing. Like not Pretty trying much. means you didn't learn. So yeah, and I that's respect what restraint, breaks the tie but, for me. But yeah, and you, and I feel like if anything, you can be smart with restraint versus like being so restrained that you're, you know, yeah, like pushing it. It just forces you to grow, which is generally a good thing. And I think it's generally good for, for most of us, all of us. Yeah. I, I mean, no one, there, there is no truly correct version of the term. Like you can't go back. You can always go back. Right. I mean, unless you lose it all, unless you like, I mean, there are, there are corner cases, but like try to scale. And if it doesn't work out, regroup. Right. Right. Yeah. Isn't that or, like, or, or, or even do the, do the work. Yeah, I think so. Or do the work that is like associated with scaling and then like don't launch if it really comes to that. But, and I mean, launch, these are pretty nebulous terms, but it is, I don't know. It it just feels like for most things that we, we should just like try and take away excuses from people to like doing things that are scary and most scary things lead to some form of growth. And so like the more I can do to prevent you from being, um, uh, happy with with not being scared the better <laughs> yeah it sounds i mean that's always sounds funny right like we don't want to be scared scared is a bad feeling but it's yeah. a feeling that comes before uh relief and it's relief so, is like the most powerful feeling humans motivating. can feel yeah uh, scale is uh it's a complicated one, Vin. <laughs> what did we get ourselves into? We should just talked about something easy. I think one of the easiest conversations we ever had was the red flags conversation, but it's also one of my favorite ones. Like red flags is such a universally gettable and it's kind of like black and white by nature. Also without oversimplifying the issue. So that's, mm. that was one of my fave convos. I know this one's it. Yeah. There's just like, there's like a, uh, there's, there's just like greed. Greed is kind of baked into this one. Ooh, red we didn't even, we actually did not even mention the term, but we did flirt with the concept. Like how much is enough? That's also like, there's a, there's a dark twisted side to that. Yeah, there for sure is. I, I feel like I feel comfortable talking about it more probably because I genuinely find myself on a, on the other side of, the like scale monster, which is like seeing what it could be or what it might be or what, uh, what it would take to get there, or what there even is. And I just genuinely feel pretty comfortable with like the level of ambition I have. But, um, yeah, man, <laughs> it's a uh, fuck. I even, I see this even it's, it's so small scale, it's so small scale, which is what, what makes it even funnier to me. But just like so many people, especially with social media stuff, especially now, like I've been, I mean, I, I've been shooting a lot of photos so, seemingly or sort of Lee. And uh, I feel like, <laughs> I, 
I feel like, I don't know. I, I just have more people who think I'm a photographer and that it's still legitimately funny to me. And I'm not saying that in like a condescending oh, way. Or t- yeah. T- oh yeah. Or like, yeah, yeah. That, or like the kind of way, like, Oh no, I'm not pretty. Tell me I'm pretty. Tell me I'm pretty. You know, kind of way. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I'm not, right, right, right. I, I just am legitimately like, God, this is like a thing, a small part of things I do, but it, it's, I, I it, it, to be fair to anyone else, it's like one of the ways I express myself most on the internet and I just see so many people on there just, like, so fucking caught up in the world of, like, specifically, like, Instagram. Just, like, it's, um, I don't know. I I feel like I've met a range of people on the scale if we're just talking specifically about Instagram. And if I'm talking specifically about, like, photographers and models and, like, uh, publications or brands... And I've, I've met people who are just like, yeah, having fun and chill about it. People who are very professional and whatever. And then people who are just like striving really hard and being fucking catty and like high schoolish. And it's just crazy how much is happening kind of under the layer of this. It's just like, oi. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> And there's another layer to it too, which I I'm going I'm not going to dive too far into because it is a, a it is a dive. nest of conversations that is just it's too complicated and we're not even the right people to resolve them. But like, there's also this like creeping idea of when we talk about greed, it's like how much does position and privilege play into mm. where we want to go from where we are and like there's always this idea of like, why can't you be happy with what you have? And like, why, why do you, why do we have to strive? Why must we strive as people? Why do we want more? Isn't it inherently greedy not to simply take what you have? I mean, it's not, I mean, I I would push back on that. I mean, obviously I I was kind of before, which is like, I do appreciate human achievement. And, hmm. and it, as do I, and I don't subscribe to that way of thinking, but it's also like it, there's kind of, it's difficult to toe that line, especially when you're like a socially conscious person. Like I try to be, it's not always the easiest conversation to have because when I, I say stuff sometimes and I'm not particularly proud of these sayings, but I like complain about being pretty broke or whatever. And like, I yeah. have a lot of bills to pay, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's kind of one of my motivators for achieving and like pushing the boundaries beyond like creative growth. And those sort of things are important too. But for the nature of this conversation, mm-hmm. I also want to earn more to be more comfortable. But like that is like so, it's like such a dumb thing because I live pretty comfortably. Mm-hmm. And so when you, it's like when's enough enough conversation just becomes so murky and so unpleasant. Ugh. So murky, man. It uh, the murkiest. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. There's a whole field of rationalizations. We should go pick them. <laughs> Springtime. <laughs> they're they're right. I've got an orchard full of them. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, well, uh, where where lightly where I land on some of that is not not just in the like well 
hey, somebody's going to do it, all right? You know what I mean? Somebody's going to pick those rationalizations. But there's, like, kind of that, but then there's also just, like, uh, sometimes striving or scaling to me is is actually more about sharing and um, creating more. I mean, that we kind of didn't even get into that, but that is that is like the beautiful side of it for me. And that's the, I think that's where we should go now because like, that's really why we like, why does anyone like, why did Picasso move into a bigger studio so he could paint more? He, so he could do more of the things he loves. And so he could bring like more paintings to people. Like that's like the most primary, like preschool, like way of having the conversation, but it's still an effective one, right? Like when we're creators, we want to create more and we want to do the things even like the not so fun things that allow us to eventually create more things. Totally. And I I would say maybe this can kick us off a little bit into it is like the, one of the bigger scaling lessons I've learned, I mean, production is just such a, such a humbling and helpful scaling mechanism uh, wherein just like letting go of, of control of a lot of things is just so necessary. Uh, I mean, it, it is like a literal startup every time you get on set or you're pitching an idea or whatever. And, and, uh, so much of that has been helpful for me in recognizing the scale I want to create it and recognizing the amount of people and the level of talent and the level of trust and, autonomy or authority or money or whatever it will take to get to that level. And, and I think at least for me, I mean, of course I, I, I feel this way. I want to feel this way, which is like the scale isn't, um, the scale isn't a me like it's not about the scale. It's about the, the work and like the, the thing I want to do less so than like, Oh, you know, I have, I have X or this is, you know, it it is just like, um, it's a different kind of leveling up for me, at least it feels like. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. And I, and like, for what it's worth, even though it's like pretty impossible to disagree with what you said, I, I do agree with it. Um, thankfully, and I mean, not as much as it should, but with scaling up for altruistic reasons, often, accompanies a scaling up for more pragmatic reasons not always but it seems to like i genuinely want to progress in my career for good for what i would consider wholesome reasons but there are also like there's there's practical reasons for doing so as well that kind of get tied into that hopefully in your life you can align those two needs uh, not and people can't always, and I can appreciate uh, that conflict. But um, when you're when you're doing something creative, when you're creating uh, whatever kind of art that you call your own, hopefully there are there are ways that you can unite like all the different ways in which you wish to scale. Hmm. That's what I that's what I hope for my fellow creators out there. <laughs> Fellow creators, <laughs> unite! <laughs> Hear our call. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I don't know, man. But, we might just want to quit. Yeah, you know, actually, we should just hang this up. We've scaled enough, man. This is episode one twenty-seven. Is far enough. 
<sighs> no, they're, they're hot. The thing. <laughs> I mean, it's so st- like silly to say it like that, but eventually there is a line. There, the mm. line does exist, right? Sure, of scaling, uh, it's out there somewhere. Yeah, I could imagine it, but but how? Yeah, well, <laughs> shit. It is also helpful though too to like kind of keep you motivated. I, had, I I do just keep coming back to like <laughs> human motivation chemicals. Like I just think. I do think like goals and like scaling are like they are they can they can be mechanisms for moving forward um especially for ambitious people um obviously the dark side is not where you want to go but the same but isn't like one of the major motivators and and do correct me if i'm wrong i'm being armchair psychologist here but it's like curiosity right it's the sense of discovery you want to see what you're capable of yeah like you want to see where this can go. It's something you're invested in. You want to see it out to its conclusion. That's like part of the motivation for scaling, right? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, I just, I love it, but I fucking hate it so much. <laughs> no, I, I love the curiosity <laughs> side. I, I guess I, what I'm saying is like, there's just so many goddamn things at every level of scale that are just like nomenclature. They're just like, like part of the thing that it just feels like it's beautiful in that you're learning a language that other people already speak, but it can be so frustrating because it's like, I don't know. It is just like little nuances. I mean, it is beautiful. That's what I love. I mean, that's why, that's why I think I'm obsessed to be fair. That's why I think I'm obsessed with like being multidisciplinary and, and all the different things. And, because you you find this like beautiful little culture in every little in every little nook and cranny of whatever the discipline is or whatever the culture is or whatever the the medium it but um but that is one of the pains of like trying to do that is like that it's just really hard to get comfortable at any point <laughs> it can be i mean just legitimately truly exhausting <laughs> yeah i and so there's like in the end, that's like one of the major reasons that you, you, and so we're always contradicting everything we fucking say on this episode, <laughs> but like that, that's understandable, right? Like there are people who are not ambitious. I count myself among the unambitious, but compared to other people, I am ambitious. So it's like, it's all, oh, it's all relative, but yeah, you shouldn't like force yourself into a perpetual state of discomfort. Yeah. Like, that's not the end game either. Like, yes, you need to be uncomfortable to grow, but then, like, you want to grow into a level of eventual, like, semi-comfort mm. at least, right? You, you I, don't always want to be, like, totally. uncomfortable in your own and skin. I think where that where that has been landing with me recently is, like, uh, it is, like, scaling up in terms of, like, distributing some of that uncomfortability. And I am at least somewhat proud of myself. Um, and I don't, I don't want to pat myself too hard on the back here. Uh, but I just like, um, allocating some of the tasks on this video, you know, just like working with Thomas, who's, who's been an excellent producer and like, um, I've kind of produced by necessity on a lot of my projects and, but just, just letting go of that. And like, uh, just like trusting him to do his thing and like trusting a bunch of other people to do their thing. I think that's where, at least for me, I'm trying to find uh, a groove of like ambition and like, like 
uh, <laughs> trying trying to like plug some of the like the holes where my blood is just like spilling out of my body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's let's like before we jump to a, a segment that we have on the show. <laughs> just a one you don't know which listeners uh i mean we can tie this back I, I lo- into like I the love, show right? i love that we keep them guessing every week you know what i mean it's like god what segment are they gonna do this week i we've had a great conversation so far we've been talking about the topic i wonder where we're gonna go from there but anyway you were as saying? a re- as a resolution like we this again like is paralleled in the show like we're to a point now where we there's like one pain point like editing the show sound wise was like a nightmare for you, Grant. You were the one that was doing it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that was not, a, those were not happy times. Sucky. S- super sucky. But then like having four interns was also not the right way. Of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was over delegatory, I would say. Yeah, yeah. But now we are, we're in a happy medium, I would say. Uh, like the perfect zone with Fuck. our, with our good, our good buddy, Pat Logger. And it, I, I know you were building up to a point, but I'm, I'm sorry to steal your thunder, but that is, that is the fucking point of scale, which is it should be in a happy place to it. And, and even if that's happy being uncomfortable, it should be happy within the, and anything besides that, what, if it is that it should be interstitial, I mean, at least relatively interstitial, you know, like we're all interstitial and especially creative work, especially ambitious people. It is such like you, you're going to have to like live an interstitial life. But I think what, what you're saying and, and what I'm connecting with is that there should be at least to some, some fucking visible degree plateaus of like comfortability or grooves that you can fit into where it's like you can correct back into or correct forward into. And the point of scale is to find a groove. It is not to necessarily just like move forward and exceed or excel. It is to find a groove and, but also not to, to, to step back or, or just kind of be complacent. But as long as you're moving forward, generally, I think scaling is like finding a groove. I couldn't agree more. That's exactly the point that I was building up to. Sounds like but, we found a little bit of a group I, there. I did make it, so I just want to go ahead and put that in my point <laughs> column. Right, okay, and for those of you uh, keeping track at home. So let's talk about something not particularly germane to this topic. Not German, you said, to the topic? Not German. Uh, really, none of the Central European lineages, Italian. And you know about Slovenian. my last name, correct? The Spaniard. Yeah, what is, it's uh, reminding me. Spain. It's like... German for Spanish person, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. So you're a real, a real like, Swiss-type remark that, you know, they have four official languages. Oh, of course I knew that. So that's what we're talking... No, we're not. We're not talking about the official languages <laughs> of neutrality. Switzerland. Uh, what are we talking about in today's off-topic topic, Grant? Hmm. Well, one of our more abstract, I would say, topics for off-topic topic. Is it? Well, maybe not actually. Because I was about to propose something that may have been. So you tell me. You tell me, Vin. What is our off-topic topic? Well, we. So I'm actually sort of only half remembering it now. Is it? And I put this in quotes because <laughs> it's one phrase. Too dumb to be fake. 
Okay, so I have two things written down, and here's where I, if I'm being if I'm being honest here, I was like thinking, ah, oh, fuck, let's just do time travel again, especially because I I rewatched Primer recently and I loved it, but uh, too dumb, too fake, and yes. I, I wrote it with uh, here maybe I'll take a picture, maybe we'll show notes this, uh, I wrote it with twos instead of like <laughs> yeah, two. it's like too fast, too furious, yeah, right, right, right. exactly. Which okay, can we actually show notes of this? The fucking Vin Diesel. The creepiest Vin Diesel interview with this Brazilian reporter. Have you seen this? Oh, God, no. I'm actually a, somewhat of a mild Diesel fan, so I'm hoping this doesn't like crush my opinion of him. Are you a real Diesel head? <laughs> yeah, man. Are, are you I'm a real always, like, of, showing of up brand? to these conventions, and I'm like way out of place. Well, I, I'm, a, I'm a Vin Diesel fan, too, but this is like so fucking ridiculous the oh, oh my god, god. It, oh boy let's, also, yeah let's show notes we'll it. show notes it to surmise it very very summarily uh he just like keeps calling her beautiful and it gets like crazy like it just like that, that's about the uh, vin it's okay, Vin, it's you're okay. supposed to have my back as a fellow Vin name haver. Oh, of course. Wow, and I call you Vin. I didn't even connect those dots. I'm glad that you didn't. I, he and I don't have a lot of things in common personality-wise, but, uh, well, <sighs> okay, so, so t- too bad too dumb about to that. Fake, too dumb to fake. One of the more abstract off-topic topics we've ever had. Too dumb to fake. Uh, so, I hate calling things dumb. Like, what an intellectually superior point of view, but occasionally yeah. some things are dumb. Like... I'm sorry, I can't be like completely like handholdy about it. Here's one that comes to mind for me. Please, I'll kick God. things off. Can we stop fucking holding hands on this show? We don't need to, Vince. <laughs> like we're holding our own hands, which is actually the kind of like terrible thing. You know, we're just like let's it's just let congratulatory. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I don't know if you know this about me, Grant, but I'm a pretty big NBA fan, the National Basketball I guess Association. I half knew it about you. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it's the one league that I follow fairly consistently. Uh, so there's a player in this league, and his name is Kyrie Irving, and he's a very sure. he's a talented player. I'm familiar, and actually, we should show notes the Uncle Drew Pepsi work he did. <laughs> yeah, yes, we should. We as a, absolutely as a true uh, geek, I can say I don't really know about his his NBA play, but I do know about his advertising and creative work. <laughs> Uh, well, he plays alongside the indomitable LeBron James, but he's famous this year for a point of view he has that has leaked out into the cultural zeitgeist and become Ooh. like aware to to general people. He is under the opinion that the world is flat. Grant, fuck me, truly. Nuh-uh. Stop. That's exactly the reaction I was hoping for because it's the reaction I always get when I tell people this. Uh, but honest to goodness, <laughs> Kyrie Irving believes that the earth is flat. And so I have I usually take a very conservative stance to criticizing people for like ignorant points of view. And whatever, that makes me now I've like self-congratulated like sure, I'm some sort of we're, like we're fine. benevolent Sickness. knowledge yeah, whatever. Haver. Fuck them. fuck him but the thing about a flat earth person is that you don't just like you're not like uninformed you get informed about the way it is and it's pretty obvious and then you like you make your own assumptions to the contrary which always baffles me like the contingency of people that believe this it's truly beyond like it's i can't even wrap my head around it most like conspiracy theories or whatever i can at least like sort of see the thinking but listen vin 
have a couple of things for you. One is when uh, when when they zig, we zag. When they zag, we zig. When they go low, we go high. And those were all Hillary Clinton quotes. Um, <laughs> yes, from her famous book. From her famous book, The Art of the when, Zag. When, the Art of the Zag. When I became president. <laughs> Three question marks. Ugh, unlucky. Yeah. Uh, wait, contrarianism is that what you're going for? I, I mean, that's I, I don't even know. I, I guess, like, I, re- I respect. I do respect uh, to a degree contrarianism. You know, it's. It, it Yo, takes, I'm the it devil's takes advocate audacity. on the show, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, and and don't you ever not be. <laughs> no, but just like, what's difficult for me is. <laughs> I feel like my biggest, um, my biggest, uh, God, and I really, I kind of low-key don't have a problem. Here's the thing. I don't have a problem alienating any sort of religious listeners because, only because I know that I'm not completely alienated by religion. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, like, I can work and live and love with people who are religious, even though I'm very much not. And, but when you live it so hard that it becomes like your main identifier, it's just such a fucking joke to me. Like it just feels so. Mm, so I mean, the strange thing—not that it me- like I'm gonna yeah, please, 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 I'm gonna continue. Go, go, on, go. But I don't. Kyrie is not like a. He's not coming from a place of religious no, motivation, though. Yeah. Many of the people are who who hold so, this belief. The point I was gonna make was though that is like. It's just such, it is like if you try and get into any conversation that stems from it, that that is legitimately like rooted in any level of that, it does disqualify you for me logically. And what I was going to say is for me, for someone who's rooted in, like, listen, I, I think religious quote unquote people can be absolutely intelligent and I can buy into all sorts of different things. But there is, there is at least a, a factor of like, I'm going to question some of it because like if this is your base level, then I am going to at least factor that into my qualification of any of your other claims, especially if we're getting into like philosophical, like logical arguments. And so the point I was going to bridge there was, and I don't mean that like whatever no, the, point I was gonna, the point, the point I was going to bridge there was, if your fucking baseline is that the earth is flat, like there's no way that's not going to factor into like my fucking opinion of everything you're saying and doing <laughs> pretty much like Yo, religion's I one am, thing, but like, come on, it's like it's almost true, more man. dumb. It's, it's almost true. more dumb because like, not only are you denying like, like, you know, okay. Indulging from my perspective, it is indulging religion, although whatever gets you through the day, but like, Denying <laughs> denying religion and science is like a fucking new level. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, I mean, it's true. And one that I always struggle with, and this was like, hopefully, like this doesn't precipitate an argument in my personal life. But like, people who <laughs> there, I know a lot of extremely intelligent people who are, whose logical opinions I respect, who are also like sort of supernatural believers in some like varying degrees of ways like ghosts or spiritual influences etc etc these are things that i like do not buy into 
mm-hmm. but I've had to like learn to not take such a callous point of view on, even though it doesn't make me believe in them any more than I do, which is 0.00%. But like, man, you, but then like, am I a hypocrite for thinking Kyrie Irving is like dumb as hell for thinking the world is flat? Like, I don't know. I'm drawing arbitrary lines, but dude, are you though? So Here's the thing, man. There, there are just like levels to knowledge and like, there's one thing to like, in like, like dig into spirituality. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> not only does that not check the box of spirituality that like completely denies the box of science. And so it's just like the stupidest fucking, I mean, literally Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving might be a really intelligent in many ways person and a beautiful soul, but he's a fucking idiot when it comes to like <laughs> the, the flat science. Yeah. Like I that. mean, that's just, that is like Columbus level. And, and that guy was a monster. So I think quote me on this. Kyrie Irving is worse than Columbus. <laughs> No, I don't. Just come the fuck on, dude. Yo, like, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. But then there are people that would say that of like of like people who believe in ghosts, which I would think is like they would say come the fuck on, and I would be like, well, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Yeah, but, but like, there's less. Mean. Listen, dude. No, no, no. I, I I'm on board with that. But there's just less. There's less concrete deniability. There's just there's just less worldwide consensus. You know, there's just there is spirituality i when i say that even i just mean like more believable bullshit almost like i'm i'm i am i find myself very spiritual and but but like flat earth is just like it is devoid of spirituality and it is devoid of logic thereby it is fucking stupid <laughs> i just straight up it's like, just got it's got nothing going for it what could it pot, yeah. what does it have going for it it's the, it's like contrarianism, right? It's like the don't trust what you hear. That's like basically his line for uh, it. Is, honestly, dude, if, if he was saying like Bush did nine eleven, I would be way more on board. <laughs> yes, right. I, I know, would. I'm no like I fucking steel would, which beamer, is crazy. But, it's crazy that I would be more on board with that. Like, yeah, there are so I mean, few really scenarios where, where I'm like, Earth, there's like, truly. so few scenarios where I'm like, dude, if you believe Bush did nine eleven. You're like way more right than that other opinion. Yo, you know, and here, you know what? I've softened again. Like I'm, I'm back on your board. I'm back on board with like old me and you. Because if you can disprove like your theory by like looking at a picture that exists, like then we're done, dude. And this is the same. This is the same kind of perspective we should, I think, have about scale to a degree. Which is, dude, like let's not just vilify anything that grows. Like that, yes. that, that is like a really, it's that, and that's something I need to, I, I try and test myself on too, which is like, it's really easy to be like, no, 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 I don't want to do that because, because it's like scarier because it's bigger because it's like whatever. And it's so easy to just be like, oh no, I don't want to. And when sometimes that's actually just like natural and real and good. And sometimes in the same way that age, you know, the number goes up. That sometimes is what scale is. It is literally just a progression. And I know I've already I've already sort of um, transitioned us back into the topic. But I, honestly, dude, I don't think I could handle much more than uh, too dumb to handle was like one Kyrie Irving. <laughs> like <laughs> no, we that- really we really did plumb the depths there. So we're, we're good. Holy fuck! And uh, and hey, you know what? I know we're not supposed to do this, but I can't help myself. Great segue. That was good. Fuck um, you, man. <laughs> I actually did a good one, and and I congratulated it all in one breath, like in a way that I felt was like 
productive and like moving. And then you still fucking stepped us back. I love it. <laughs> you piece of shit. I'm sorry. It's who I am, Grant. Um, can uh, we do our two questions though? Sure. Uh, should we? Let's ask different questions to each other at the same time. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to either. That sounds terrible. That you know uh, what? That, that's Grant, just that how can support us? That was scale getting the best of me. That, that, the <laughs> devil. The devil of scale. Uh, our <laughs> listeners could support us by, I guess, subscribing. <laughs> yeah, know. that's a good read. That's um, a good way. You know, it, it is funny how many uh, or how few, I guess. Uh, wait, it's a dichotomy. Uh, there's there's uh, how few people understand how podcasts work, and then like how many people ask about like how to actually listen to the show. It's surprising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean it's a it's a dichotomy that makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah. As they would say in the YouTube world, smash that like button, hit subscribe. Uh, but really, it uh, it's good. Like that's how you can most easily get the content if yeah, you want it. Yeah, down, download the podcast app. I mean, most times you have it. Uh, it's pre-downloaded it's yeah. part of apple's like scheme to take over the world so it's yeah. already on your device but uh, just subscribe it's a uh, ten thousand hours um we've got links on the site i guess follow us on twitter that's pretty much where we're posting at this point right that's right facebook is uh, dead. also i will say i i have been uh i i post um ben i don't even think we're connected on instagram i'm pretty active on there i'm pretty i'm pretty much more active on there than anything else but uh, I'll, I'll post um, uh, episode images on there and a link always when we, when we publish a new one. Sweet, yeah. I I can't believe that. That's like some that's some season one shit that we should have been on. But yeah, let's. Uh, I'll, I'll get I, connected I just, to you. I just story it. I just story it. Oh, good. That's good. Good stuff, man. Yeah, great, man. <laughs> hey, it. what do what do we want our listeners to take away from for this episode? Hmm. I can I mean, go. I, I can go yeah, first. Please, Vin, start us off. Um, it's a well. So now I've like bit off more than I can chew because I still have like a fair, a barely coherent like saying. But basically, trust in a way, trust your feelings because especially the more exposure that you get to what you're doing, whatever that is, your career, your art, or just your life, you're start to get like you'll understand where the walls of comfort are most easily broken down you don't want to go like tearing through all the walls because we have walls for a reason and this is i'm not trying to get into like psychological stuff here but there are certain like barriers of comfort you don't want to break but like you said there are some that you should push through and so identify where those are identify the easiest ones to get through because that starts to create momentum and that's how you can scale like most effectively to fit an eventual shape that makes you happy and comfortable hmm Damn, I think yeah, that's a that's a that's a juicy fruit I'm biting into. I, I can taste it. It, it is a sweet one. Uh, I self awareness you were getting at there. I will say something I keep coming back to is that like it's not, it really isn't a it's if you're scaling and it's not about scale. I think you're maybe on the right path. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, if it's happening naturally. Yeah. But I, I also think, dude, uh, here, here's kind of a, a potentially dark side, but I, I genuinely think it is light. And part of seeing the light is understanding that it is not natural necessarily is that there are levels of scale that just 
there's just no there's just no way it's going to happen naturally without you thinking about it and that's just like stuff i i think i've experienced a fair amount of especially being in the kind of quote-unquote driver's seat of like directing stuff and also just like in startup world it's not (laughs) nobody nobody is handing you like the key to the next level and saying like okay here you go like welcome to level nine like it isn't natural and if you're interested in scaling and bringing people with you i think you need to understand that you kind of have to figure out like there's no there are lots of lots of excellent resources and, and in fact i hope this can be a resource in some ways to you but uh there's no map to get to the next level and it's not like a video game where you finish this one and then it's like you see the points and then you go on to the next one like it's actually way more complicated and nuanced and that's okay too and in fact that can actually be a huge benefit because sometimes you actually you don't have to go in a linear fashion there are all sorts of ways to just kind of jump levels and and it can be healthy and, and okay too but i think the important thing is understanding why you want to go there where you're going at least relatively and and at least at least for me uh where i've been at is that it's been more about like okay like what's like my baseline that i need you know what to be happy um and then everything else can be kind of gravy to a degree um but uh also just like who who do i want to go there with and why do i want to go there you know just like who really has been kind of a thing for me um those are i mean you like you hit all the the w's and then the one h the who what where when how do you want to go there and those are the questions that you do have to ask because if you're scaling without motivation or without like an end game in mind that's like it's a dangerous game and and can i get can i give one note to this is this is uh, this is a note that i think is really important to people who man, there's so many ambitious people and I count myself among them. And, uh, like scaling beyond your means of providing value is fucking terrible for you and for the person that you're pitching. So stop doing that. And, and there is like, you know, there's so much growth to be had there. And sometimes it's like, get somebody to say yes and then find a way. But if you're not going to find a way, then fuck you for, for pitching it okay sorry this thing intense but dude there's just so many people who, that's right though there's so many people who aspire and who like just want somebody to say yes and they're just like just give me a chance give me a chance but then they can't fulfill the chance because they were in no way prepared and they were actually just beginning they were just like getting good at like trying to scale and they were not getting good at doing their thing or scaling <laughs> and i'm just saying yeah. man that's just like terrible for all parties involved so like recognize if you're doing that and like and don't and if don't, you're doing it because you're it. fucking an asshole <laughs> well let's leave it like let's leave it at that calling our listeners assholes um Aren't so they no i'm kidding uh but that's it i mean it's a great point don't be the person that's good at scaling be the person that scales by doing what they what they do well yeah <sighs> and then vince eventually will be happy right what do you what's the meaning to life is that what you ask the guest sometimes to make yeah yeah yeah. god i mean perfect 
I guess I was gonna. I was about to criticize the guests for reacting poorly, but I guess that's on me. <laughs> that's definitely on me. Yeah, I, I, the burden shared. Uh, cool. Well, let's let's like hit it with a like a ship it a three two one. A sweet sweet hostful shippy. Yeah, for sure. A McShippington. A sweet Ooh. baby shipping chime. What was the what was the oh the Tony Hawk did the McNasty? I thought it was like a. It was gonna have a much more uh, better uh, ship it tight. Like a like a ship fish, like a stale fish. Oh yeah, there you go. Like a kip ship. Uh shipping Chopin? <laughs> Chopin? Oh, Is that the piano player? Yeah, 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 for sure. Chopin. Alright, well we've done enough of this. Well let's, yeah, do, let's, the- let's do a Chopin. Okay, well, here's here's what uh, what's really cool about having a talented editor is he's gonna drop in a little bit of a piano sample here. It's gonna start lightly playing and building. Um, I need and, you to find your favorite Chopin piece. Yeah, and and it'll <laughs> it'll it'll have been building now, and it's sort of still sort of swelling into a crescendo. Yes, beautiful. God, I love that, Vince. A crescendo. No, that's nothing. Nothing mm, there. Nothing there. That's We're not still, exactly it. But. Yeah, yeah, but uh, and then. As, as it's about to hit, maybe... What do you think, Vin? We'll we'll ship it kind of in the middle of this big raise. Oh. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Three. Oh. Yeah. Two. Uh. One. Ship, ship it. it. Best ship it we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> okay.